And Horror Host here, creaking by Ghostman Horror Host. Creak, 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 went the bed. Creak, 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 drilling into my head. Creak, 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 all night long. Creak, creak, creak. Nothing was going on. Creak, creak, creak. Please stop that noise. I cannot stand it no more. Creak, creak, creak. Came from the bed. Creak, creak, creak. I've had enough. I want this creak to stop. Creak, creak, creak. It's driving me insane. I wish this creak was dead. Creak, creak, creak. I've had no... I cannot stand it no more. I will sort out this creaking once more. Creak, creak, creak. The noise began to sound more. So I decided to knock on my neighbor's door. Creak, creak, creak. My neighbor answered the door to me. I said to him, Please make your bed stop creaking. It's driving me mad, you see. Enid looked at him and said, I cannot hurt my bed, creaking, creaking all night long, for I cannot get the oil to give to make it stop. So I am afraid you have to start make do. So please go away. This property does not belong to you. So I went back to my apartment, and I heard a noise again. Creak, creak, creak went to bed. Creak, creak, creak. Please oil that bed tonight. So I decided to go back and see Enid tonight. Creak, 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 went to bed. As I opened her bedroom window and looked inside, Enid was asleep on top of the creaking bed. Creak, creak, creak. I entered the room. Creak, creak, creak with my knife. I slit her throat. Creak, 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 began to stop. Now the bed is creaking no more, for it's been oiled by her blood, you see. I don't think this creaking has made me mad. What do you think? Do you think I'm mad for going, not liking the creak, creak, creak? This was though. This story was based loosely on The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Ghostman Horror Host here. Dinner, date and autopsy by T.C. Rogers. Oh God, I can't move. Mel thought as she lay there in the darkness. Also something covered her face and body. She couldn't remember anything past the point of that nice man buying her drink. When it was all a blazing, blurry haze, had she been drugged? Where was she? Mel tried to call out to someone, but no name came. No words came. She felt like crying. Not even that word. Frustrated at the situation, she screamed out in her head and lay there dejected. A small amount of time later, a bright light went on overhead, revealing to her that she was indeed covered by some blanket. Willing her arm to move, she tried her hardest to sweep the shroud from her face. Then Mel found, heard what she sounded like doors opening, followed by two pairs of footsteps upon 
a hard floor. Heading into our direction, they stopped quite near her. She knew this as, at this as she saw their shadows cast across the cloth. Hello, please, what's going on? She tried to say, but it all came as a thought in her head. Hey, Henry, brought this one down earlier, said one of the people. It was a man by the voice talking to, by his name, another man. She laughed a little hysterically in her head, unless he meant Henrietta. Any ideas on her yet? One of those sad cases, Jeff, Jane Doe, to, an, to that new daybreak jug, a new killer he's using. Oh, God, a Jane Doe? What did, the, what, did they, what did they mean, she thought. Yes, heard of that new one. It kills his victims off a few hours. Nine times out of ten, so they say. Yes, this is the one that came, got the same M.O. as, as the other ones, drugged, and a dirty, had the dirty done to them, and left naked on the roadside. It's only that sick guy, right? I mean, Jeff moved away. Please, I'm not a Jane Doe, Mel tried to scream. I am not dead. I cannot move. Please help me. So what's going to happen with her? Jeff asked. Well, the police want a fast-tracked autopsy. DNA and swap takes taken. Harry, Henry explained. So, you'll be here most of the night then. Jeff had sympathy in his voice. Mel was screaming her head. An autopsy. Oh, God. That would kill her. She had to do something. Try as she might. Though nothing moved. Not even her little toes. We got a coronina transplant patient upstairs so I thought got to keep her eyes pristine sounds lovely Henry anyway I'll leave you to your work if you're done by 11 maybe you'll catch a quick beer he laughed shop Jeff but you don't ha- don't hold me hold, hold it me to it okay both men laughed and monocultant of the supposed dead body she heard Jeff walk away and left through the same squeaky hinged door they both had a ride through. The room was somewhat quiet. Mel could hear Henry breathing and writing away on something, probably a pad. Henry didn't do this. I am not dead, please. Yet her mouth still refused to work for her. Footsteps, then a shadow signaled. Henry was back by her side. He whisked the cloth of her body where Mel felt which Mabel felt. She then realized from the early conversation she was naked. A cold breeze wafted across her body as the cloth came away. She hated that, because he couldn't cover her modesty. Henry's face came into her view, hovering above hers. For a moment she noticed she wasn't, he, he wasn't that old. He was really good-looking. His hand then came into her view, shaking her for a moment. First, personal observation of a Jane Doe is as damn shame is what I say. He chucked chucked his tongue in annoyance and and walked off. Mel's overloaded mind started to make him disbelieve the situation. Surely someone was playing a trick. She shouldn't couldn't have been date raped, then left somewhere. Henry placed a vermont in her mouth. She hated it. She couldn't say nothing or react to the situation. This was going bad and was going to about to get worse. She thought Henry came back into view, taking the mouth of her mouth. He spoke to a voice of a quarter. Henry here, he stated his bad number, and some medical jargon and Mel didn't understand. He looked over, uh, frowning. This is strange. 
she's just she's just above the room temperature, which suggests a, a high rate of decomposition. Yet she looks unaffected. It must be some reaction to natural gas in her body. He's grounded, so clinical. He's observations. No, it's because I'm not dead. She's screaming in her head at the him. Okay, starting autopsy. It means the death of a overdose. Very new date rate drug. Melatone. It's caused five deaths to our knowledge. A lady or here being number six. Henny walked off again. Mel could hear the tink, crink or metal implements being rummaged around. Her heart sank. This was it. She was going to die, fully aware and feeling every moment of it. What did she feel next? Was some sort of swabbing of her nether regions? Collection of DNA samples. When the subject done, I suspect they will match the previous five from the unknown assailant. Male assailant. Male was getting hysterical now, still mentally screaming at every sound that she heard. Then the moment when she was dreading a metallic ringing sound. Signaled apparently had picked up her metal tool. Scalpel selected. I will now begin to harvesting eyes for colonial, colonial transport victim. She heard him walk back over her. He was now wearing a mask of his mouth. She had never in her life felt the intense terror who now began to flow from her, every part of her body. Right now, coupled with the inability to shiver, it was discriminating. It intensified as his hands came into her view. The glinting middle of the scalpel flashing into her sting, unblinking eyes. Time seemed to slow as the scarp implement descended towards her, terrified. Waiting soft flesh, it felt cold at first, and then it hit pain. It was unbearable. The implement sank of her, and there was nothing to, she could do to stop it. The scalpel easily cut through the skin and flesh of her to die, face to the side of her Life died. Inwardly, she was screaming at the death tool in Henry's skilled hands, began to carve away muscle and skin. Then suddenly, Henry stopped. There was a strange frown upon his eyes, and Mel, in a hysterical state, almost missed. He pulled his mask down and put his ears close, really close to her mouth. My God, are you, are you alive? His voice was highly pitched. Despite her pain, she fainted. Whatever it was, he was looking after right, right after her right then. Henry turned. She heard him rummaging again. He then came back after with a suffocate. I hope I'm not just being paranoid, little lady. In all my years, I've never seen blood run red and freely from a supposed corpse. If you're alive, we need to you in the police protection so you can't so you they can catch the bar, that bastard. Her spirits rose despite the pain. Then inwardly she flinched as the cold metallic disc went between her breasts. My God, a faint hate How the hell was that missed? Jeff could have clapped before you brought her here. He looked at her face again and no notice an object hotter etched upon his. Then her body let out its fierce small signal of life with a big fat tear welled in her right eye and rolled down her cheek. Oh, I, I am so sorry, my little lady. We're going to get this sorted out first. Henry covered his her up to the shoulders with a blanket and stitched the, uh, the, the cut by her eye closed. 
Listen, I'm going to get some get you some help. She heard him from run to some point. It was obviously he had a phone. She heard a receiver being picked up. Jeff, yes, Jeff, I need your help. Look out, that girl, she's alive. Yes, she's alive. She's just somehow paralyzed. Henry went quiet. And Jeff was replying, I don't know how. How? Maybe she's lucky. One out of ten. Henry wailed. Okay, sit tight until you get here. Henry placed a receiver. He walked over to the male, who was currently crying a stream of happy tears. Then one night, he could feel over thing, feel other things. Slowly coming back to life now, too. She could wiggle one little finger at most of her right toes. A corner's hot door burst open. She's alive, are you sure? Jeff shouted at her as he entered. Yes, look at her. She's been crying, Jeff. She knew something was. She knew something wasn't right at all of a sudden. Now the drug was wearing off. She recognized Jeff's voice. Then both looked over at her. A small squeak escaped her throat. As she recognized the one called Jeff, which which made him frown. Oh God, Henry! She is alive. Quick, find some clothes or gown to put on. Mel squilt in terror, trying to swarm to to warm. Henry, Jeff had been the guy in the bar who gave her a drink a few hours before. He had proclaimed to have been a fireman. He made a strange facial gesture akin to an angry smile and just inwardly cursed the man while trying to sneak a warning to Henry. Jeff then turned to Henry. This is going to get me a promotion, maybe even a picture in the paper, Jeff. Local coroner finds, helps find the rape killer, Henry said as he searched through a cupboard. For spare clothes. So you haven't rung the police yet, then? Jeff asked in a gentle voice. He what? He used in a bar? Not yet. Was waiting for you to confirm that I wasn't going mad. A ringing sound of metal or metal made Mel shiver. Oh, unfortunately, she was quite alive there. Unfortunately, Jeff. What do you mean? Henry sounded confused. It was almost the last thing Henry had thought was said. A very fine swishy noise filled with a blood curling gurgle signaled to Mel. Henry now very lightly, badly, incapacitated or probably dead. Upon hearing one more tears, once more tears, this time of fear for a trenches filled with both eyes of a cut one stung with pain as did so. Well, well, hello, Miss Lucky. One out of ten. Jeff crooned as he came back over to her. He chiseled handsome features. See an alien. I'm wrong. So different than that they had been in the bar. Now, I can't I can't have someone like you screwing up my weekly fun, can we? He smiled, Mel twitched, and even managed to blink one eye in anger. Oh now there's an amusing erection. His big hand came over to her face. Once more she inwardly screamed. No sound escaped her mouth and nose was now covered, as he lay there suffocating, one last tear rolled out. Not for her, it was for the poor girls that Jeff would meet in the future. Then she cared no longer. The end.